Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a radio program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation and, importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from 3CR Studios in Melbourne on 8.55am and we're streamed live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are also available on the 3CR website that's www.3cr.org.au and Freedom of Species podcast website www.freedomofspecies.org and all previous podcasts are available by iTunes. Hi, my name's Adam Cardellini and we have another full house this week with four special guests joining us to talk about all things veganism and animal protection at university campuses around Melbourne, Australia. We're joined by Jess and Jason from Deakin University Vegan Society. Hopefully we'll be joined by Alice from Monash Vegan Society, who will be joining via phone, Um, but we may be having some technical issues with the phone, so we'll hopefully get Alice on a little bit later. And finally, Na from the University of Melbourne Animal Protection Society. Universities have a large audience of young people ready to connect with the animal movement. We'll learn how these three groups are making those connections and how it's working. So first off, thanks for everyone to, for coming in today. It's um, been raining outside, so you've, you've um, gotten through the rain and made it here. Um, and I think it would be great if you would be able to begin by introducing who you are and what your role is in the society that you're, that you're working with. Um, now, would you like to tell us a little bit about UMAPS? Yeah, so I'm the president of UMAPS. Um, so our aim is to um, campaign and advocate um, the, for the interest of animals. Yep. Uh, and encourage establishments at the uni to adopt more ethical practices for animals and the use of animal products. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. And what about... Jason, what are you, who are you and which, you, which um, group are you working with? Hey, mate. Um, so I'm uh, the vice president for Deakin Uni- University Vegan Society. So what we do is just provide a, um, a nice and safe place for other vegans to, to get together um, on campus. Um, sometimes um, being a vegan, we can feel quite alone. Um, so we find uh, that... Um, Two of the real things that we find that help are just knowing that we're, we're not alone. We've got other people that we can socialize with and have a good time with, but also provide some advocacy as well. Um, so help 
vegans to go into their own worlds and and be good advocates for yeah uh, conservation for um, animals and things like that so yeah yeah awesome and jess what about yourself uh, i'm also part of doves the deacon um i'm the president and ditto what jason said yeah. uh, we just commute uh, create a community for vegans on campus great and so just so people are aware, a little bit of disclosure, I suppose, I actually work at Deakin University and um, I do also participate in all things to do with Doves, Deakin University Vegan Society. I help run some events and organise some things. And Jess is actually my wife. <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely very involved with the, um, the vegan scene at Deakin. Um, so I'll just throw this out to anyone that wants to sort of take it why do you think it's important to have vegan or animal protection societies at universities why why are you spending your time which i i can attest to is a lot of time <laughs> it takes a long it takes a long time to run these these things a lot of um hours spent and effort put in so why do you do that and why do you think it's important that you have these places at universities uh, i think it's important I think especially what I think is important is creating a community on campus because, uh, like Jason said, often being vegan is quite isolating and um, it's important to know that there are other vegans on campus and it is a place that you can come and kind of, you know, chuck a post on our Facebook page and meet up for lunch and stuff. We've had quite a few people having problems at home with their family, not accepting that they're vegan so they can, you know, throw a line out to us and we're a safe place to come and discuss it. Um, also things like last year we had someone not comfortable doing animal experiments in their, I think it was biology class, um, so we were also a place that they could come and talk to and we could help them through the situation and you know, let them know that they do have other options and that being vegan is viable on campus and stuff. Um, the other reason I think it's really important is education on campus. Um, we do a lot of doco nights and stuff like that, which I think is important to just inform people in different areas of veganism as well. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really... Um, I think what you said there about... Um, knowing that veganism is viable within the university space is an important point to make because I know that I did a um, an undergraduate degree and then successive degrees after that uh, in the area of biology and there are quite a number of uh, points throughout my degree where I was required to use animals in a way that now I would certainly not do. Uh, back then I wasn't vegan, I didn't, I didn't know really about this sort of stuff but I just did it and I thought it was fine to exploit these animals in this way, whether it be um, cutting up a poor cane toad that had been um, been killed and frozen so that I could cut it up, knowing that I'd never work with cane toads ever again, <laughs> um, or or any other type of animal exploitation in the classroom. It's it's good to know that, that there's people there to support, um, support people understanding that they don't have to go through those yeah, things. Yeah, there's other options. Yep. I might add to that as well. I think um, the norm in society these days is that we're, we're a minority as vegans. And I think um, we can create a space where there's a group of us together. And I think like uh, what 
what's holding veganism back quite a lot is just people haven't met enough vegans, I don't mm. think. Yeah. And so we're a space where we can group together and, and be just a bunch of normal vegans that go about our lives just not hurting any animals that people can meet and say, oh, that's a normal lifestyle. It's not a crazy bunch. And yeah. we can we could do that too. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's important too, yeah. Yeah, that's a really great that's a really great point. And what about you, no? What what is um why do you think it's important to have the Animal Protection Society on Melbourne at Melbourne University? Yeah, well, I think um stu- uh students are the perfect audience to target in terms of um spreading awareness cuz they're they're in a stage of their life where they're starting to question the world mm. they live in. Um they want to be more aware. Yep. And also they're more active in the issues they're more passionate in. So I think, you know, it's a good place to have a society where everyone can get together and, you know, do their part. Yeah, so um, one thing that's really important, uh, I've just been reading some papers on on this sort of thing, is um, identity, identity formation. And it seems that um, for those that want to, like, be able to identify as animal people, it's good to have these groups, like Jason was saying, like you're saying now, that um, they can identify with others who also have the same feelings as them. And in particular, um, young people seem to be really drawn to this idea of animal, like animal rights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of, lots of evidence out there that shows that the demographics around veganism or animal protection um, behaviours and intentions are really skewed towards younger people. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good place to get them. <laughs> <laughs> get them while they're fresh. <laughs> at, at universities. Um, okay. So can you tell us what sort of activities and events you organise through your societies and what you think has worked well? So what have you done in the past? Uh, so last year we did a few things. We did vegan barbecues on campus they were hugely successful and we'll definitely be doing them again this year. The other main thing we did was doco nights. So just showing different docos. Um, we did a animals and law one. We did an asylum seeker one. So they're not all, well, they are vegan related, but they're all not like strictly vegan. Um, I think that was important just for the education side and the uh, barbecues worked really, really well. I think about probably 90% of our the vegan stuff we sold was to non-vegans. And it was, yeah, it was really, really good. A lot of them um, really enjoyed all the food and they were asking where has it come from and yeah. how come it can still taste so good. And it was great. It was, it was really successful, yeah. Yeah. And what about, you, what about yourself now? Yeah, I guess I'll just add on to that. Um, yeah, our bake sales and vegan barbecues are a hit. Yeah. Like they always draw a crowd. Um and like and from the donations we I think last bake sale we raised about four hundred. Yep. And oh, we nice. donated all, all that to um Big Sky Sanctuary. Ah mm. <laughs> <laughs> So did you guys want to tell yeah, say what you you also did something similar last year, didn't you? Yeah, our barbecue um we raised about 300 just over 300 nice. and we also donated to big, <laughs> big sky <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is really good the group really enjoyed like seeing their money going to a cause rather than you know they don't really know what's going on with the money so they really enjoyed knowing it was going somewhere um to help the animals so that was good as well we actually held a poll on our facebook group to see 
um, who everyone wanted to donate to, and they they chose Big Sky. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you you sort of from Doves, you mentioned that you um, do some non-vegan stuff as well. What's that about? Uh, yeah, we do the um, so we do doco nights, and we always have a panel after it for questions and uh, discussion. Um, so we did a. Um, we did a asylum seeker one as well, which wasn't strictly vegan, but I think a lot of vegans are fairly conscious of those things. Um, and we also like to include other groups in those other um, societies on campus. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a good way to bring people into the vegan fold, I think. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good to have a, a bunch of different experts, vegan and non-vegan, and just a, a whole bunch of people, vegan and non-vegan. I think to, as well as having a whole group of vegans kind of um, on the same team together in the same room gives them um, a little bit more because it, it can be quite socially awkward, I find, at times when you're a vegan and you're and you're wanting to speak about, you know, your beliefs and, and mm-hmm. be an advocate. And sometimes it's a lot easier to just, you know, not say anything and, 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 and just kind of go your own way. But yeah, it's a, it's a good way to, for us to support each other. And, and it's, I think it's really important to establish different networks within um, within university and everyone work together towards really common goals. Um, nobody, we're, we're all trying to end suffering in, in different, in different ways for, for different species and different people. So it's great that we can, yeah, work together. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also good. We also did a law one, um, about the, oh, Adam, what was it about? The, uh, um, <laughs> unlocking the cage. Yeah. yeah. And I think we did that with the law society and I think it was good to open that side of things up to people who wouldn't necessarily think about maybe Mm. animal rights and stuff and just like show people that this can be kind of far-reaching and it's not just about what you eat it can be about you know other aspects of being vegan as well yeah absolutely and on that same point there are lots of things um from within a university where veganism touches on or animal rights and animal protection touches on so you know most people think oh vegan it's food it's to do with food um rather than perhaps being to do with ethics and um and that ties into social um social things and humanities so it has a links to the arts uh, or it ties into um, the use of animals in science so it has a link to science and law, animal law, is a, is a growing field mm. around the world um, and is also in Australia. So you can get the lawyers in there. Even I was chatting to someone the other day. It, it could also be a, a good thing to talk to about to business and commerce students who, because veganism is a booming in yeah, like industry, like for, sure. for, for selling stuff. I mean, <laughs> if that's your gig, then veganism is great for that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting space, and I think it's great that you guys are um, working in this space. So I, I figured out the music, and nice. we'll just go to that now. Okay, um, Joy, ask you, I broke the law. Dressed in black against the night, we're taken back. Those who Saved. 
like in Canada and in Australia, they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways. But in Pogara, they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay, you are just being killed for trespassing. Subscribe to 3CR, bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the mineral below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 9419-8377. And welcome back. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 855 AM at 3CR. And I just wanted to thank Greg, our tech guru, who was able to fix up the phone issues that we were having. And I think that that means, hopefully, drumroll, Alice, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Ah, fantastic. And we have our Monash Vegan Society contingent with us here. That's great. Um, So, so Alice, what what were you... Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what um, the MVS gets up to? Okay, so the MVS is a very new committee. We were formed last year and officially um, affiliated with the um, Monash Clubs and Societies in, I think it was about September, October last year. And we've um, and we've just basically been very newly formed and we're really excited. Uh, we're about to, tomorrow we start on our first O-Week. Um, ah, awesome. I'm currently... <laughs> I'm currently vice president, and um, I'm I've been vegetarian for ten years, vegan for only about six to eight months, and I'm really enjoying it. I feel healthier, I feel happier, and I have a clearer conscience. That's fantastic. And That's really great. great, and and well done on on becoming vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and. It's really great that you guys are um, that you guys are setting up a club at Monash or have set up now, and you're just about to get straight off into it. You're going to have a busy week, I imagine. Um, so why why did you guys feel like you needed to create this club at Monash? Well, there's plenty of um, well, we've seen other we've seen other clubs and we've seen what they've been able to do, and um, our president Thomas and our founder Delam felt there was a gap in our clubs and societies uh, and room for promoting vegan lifestyle and room for promoting um, a cruelty-free way of living. And so they, um, Thomas, our president, was actually only in his first year last year and he did a lot of work setting up the, um, setting up the committee and um, we're just going to, it's such, such early stages. We're going to yeah. see how it goes. And um, that's, yeah, that's, that's really, that's yeah. really good. It's, and, and I think um, that's actually encouraging to hear because hopefully the people that you, that we speak to, so Jason, Jess and Nah, um, if you have any, have any questions about how, like what you can do in a vegan club, and I'm sure you've already got tons of ideas and you're doing lots of things Maybe they can share their experience with you guys as well after, off air um, after the after the show at some stage. We'd love to, yeah, yeah for sure, definitely. That would be absolutely great. We've got some we've got some events for semester one set up, but 
we are definitely looking for some new ideas. Um, we've got some we've got some dinners set up, cooking classes. Great. And yeah. we've already we've already actually had a bit of a partnership with Animals Australia. Yeah, which nice was which is really fantastic because it's been able to give us um they've they're a fantastic organization and they've been able to give us some help and advice on how to interact with the students and staff which the rest of the committee is currently sitting in training for at the moment <laughs> nice oh that's an interesting that's an interesting link as well animals australia giving some advice that's good to know um so I just want to throw it back to uh, Na and Jess and Jason. What events do you think um, in particular have really captured, captured students' attentions or, and why? So what's been successful? I think the um, barbecue was really successful. It just made veganism really accessible mm. um, and it just showed the simplicity of how easy it is to cook a meal which is exactly the same as anybody else would cook and it's just as delicious um, it just doesn't come with any of the suffering um, and yeah it was just um, really great that the, the price was was the same as a, a normal barbecue would be so it was just yeah not life as normal um, except vegan and so I think that really and the smell uh, drifting around campus really drew, drew a whole bunch of people in and the taste was great. So I think that really, the, the feedback that we got really from everybody was that they would they took the time to come out to us afterwards and say, that was really great and where can I get it from? A lot of people wanted to find out who the supplier was and that, that was a, it was a huge success, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. I think we sold 100, 150 sausages wow. in under an hour. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was insane. It was so good. Yeah. And I, I think I remember there were actually people that came back. I think it was a, um, a vegetarian um, international student from India. He came back and he was saying, "Oh, is 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 this really is this <laughs> yeah. really vegetarian? Yeah, that yeah. Is that is is it okay that I eat this?" And yeah. he was, and then he came back and had two more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so certainly, so, um, so barbecues are certainly good. And what yeah. about yourself now? What what's really worked? What's been successful? Um, well, we've had weekly catch-ups where um, people can just get together, mm. um, vegans and non-vegans, and just enjoy a vegan lunch together. Um, and cool. I guess talk about their transition and help each other out and exchange ideas. Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a really important um, important thing to support as well, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And that's certainly um, so for the for the two vegan groups, Monash Vegan Society and Deacon Vegan Society. Are you welcoming to everyone? Um, it's not just vegans, is it? Absolutely. We're welcoming to absolutely anyone who wants to come, have a try, see what's happening. Um, we've had a couple of dinners in the past where we've had people and our inaugural meeting where people have come and have said, oh, I'm in particular, I was one of them actually, <laughs> said I'm vegetarian and I'm really interested in the transition and the great thing about these events is that it actually particularly barbecues it can show them that you don't have to give up that food that you think that you need at the moment you don't actually necessarily maybe need it but if you think that you need it you don't actually have to give it up and just i think that's the that's a really powerful form of activism just leading by example that's great yep that's definitely definitely important, isn't it? And what about Deacon? Um, 
actually it, we we have the same kind of stance um we it, we don't want to just create a vegan society only for vegans and keep everybody else out then mm. we'll lose all opportunity of influence so mm. it was really great at our AGM last year uh, when we revoted for um Jess and I's position and everybody else's positions we there was um, a handful of people that weren't actually vegans and they were at the meeting and just wanted to be a part and it was great to know that they were felt comfortable enough to be with us and we didn't we don't have a questionnaire saying what do you eat when you come in <laughs> but it was, it was great that they felt comfortable enough with what we were doing to be there anyway so that that was that was really cool yeah that, i mean getting anyone along to an agm especially when it's not here <laughs> especially when you're not totally aligned with the um with the group that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> um, okay, so I was hoping that you guys um, uh, just for for decades, universities have been seen as the critics and conscious of our societies. You know, they act as um, the where the the progressive arm of our society, sort of. And and this has been capitalised on, um, for instance, in other campaigns like the fossil free movement, which is I'm not sure if you know about it, but it's a movement from the environmental um, movement that is particularly interested in having large organisations and universities divest from fossil fuel investments, so taking their money out of fossil fuels to indicate to the wider society that climate change is an important issue that we need to be tackling and that universities will take the lead because they are these places of um, of conscience and, and critique. Um, do you think that universities can play this same leadership role in the animal protection sort of field and or or is it too difficult at the moment like is it too far away from what is um, the mainstream which is the wholesale use and abuse of animals in most aspects of our lives really I see it. I see it being absolutely critical. I see, I see lots of parallels between the two: um, the fossil fuel industry and the meat and like meat, meat and livestock association. There, I see a lot of um, uh, parallels. How they they really govern a lot of our, the decisions that we make on a daily day to day basis. Um, there's a real there's there's a whole bunch of so, social norms in society where you where you, you you grow up and you just use your electricity you don't even think about it um, you, you um, eat your sausages and you have your lamb on Australia Day and you don't even think about it they've created this real invasion norm day. yeah exactly <laughs> invasion exactly day. invasion day and so they've created this norm that um, it's the I think it's really up to the the the, the thinkers and the, the the movers the the guys who like us who really want to start a movement to make a difference that we have to stand up and and have um, a fossil free movement and a vegan movement we have to start asking questions of why are we doing things this way and let's do things a different way and 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 to 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 break through that norm i think it's it's i think it's really up to us yeah i think it's it may not have we may not have made as much of a difference as we'd like to but if if we don't keep on going then i just have a fear that nothing will happen mm. yeah mm. from a curriculum standpoint I can talk from a, I did a year of nutrition before I changed, but I was really disheartened. Um, I originally started to, you know, get into vegan dietetics and, you know, I thought we'd be learning about nutrition and things like that, but it was more about how to get a job in Cadbury or, you know, one of these big companies and whenever we were talking about not eating meat in a lecture, the lecturer would offer 
um, preface it with, no, I'm not saying anyone should go vegetarian or vegan. So I found it like really disheartening within the um, curriculum, especially of uh, nutrition, that it wasn't really touched on. So I think the societies are important, um, especially with the doco nights, I think they're important to kind of bring it to, so people can understand that they can make a difference within their degree, right? like with the law and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the societies are definitely important for that. Yeah. And Alice or not, do you have anything to add on that one? Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I found that um, it's generally the... it's. I've actually been living in halls for the last year and it's been... It's generally... The halls have actually been a huge influence and um, I think in particular it's just... It's the age that a lot of students are at. Mm. They're sort of... They're sort of they're finally a little bit they're a bit further away from their parents. They're yeah. thinking they're thinking for themselves for the first time. And if we are able to encourage these students and see help them to see a new point of view, then we um, then we really can make a difference in even if it's just the number of people who are thinking, Oh, maybe maybe I'll put soy milk in my coffee. Yeah. Or maybe I'll or maybe I'll I'll have the pasta instead of the lamb rack. Yeah. If we're just getting these small changes through students and it will help because then they will be able to parent in maybe a more compassionate way um, and bring up and talk to their friends. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very much a if we start at the, the those conversations and grassroots sort of um, building it, building that change into the people who are within universities, then we have a wider impact outside of universities. Um, yeah, exactly. And, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, does your your society also work on um, on lobbying or advocating for change within the university on particular issues around animal protection? Do you want yeah. to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, in 2011, um, uh, UMAPS and the university got together and. Um, established a policy for um, conscientious objection on animal use. So basically, if you if you're on a course where you're using animals in a harmful way, you can actually tell the uni that you don't want to be a part of it, and you have rights to do that as yeah. a student. Um, and the university will try their best to find an alternative. Where it be um, software stimula- simulations, mm-hmm. or you know, um, supervised clinical experience, or um, more ethical tissue samples where you can use. Yeah, that's that's inter- That's a really interesting point because so I in my life outside of freedom of species, I am a um, an associate lecturer, and I teach into um, university courses. Several of them being in. Uh, biology and there's always been some sort of component that's been around animal use and there is there is that un, there is that possibility to do something different but I've actually had students tell me that when they've gone to um, and and made their conscientious objection that they get a um, a totally sort of unequivalent um, mm. alternative so if it's mm. Instead of cutting up a cane toad, something that they don't want to do, um, they get told they have to do a 1,500-word essay, which is totally different yeah. to cutting up a cane toad. And it's 
it's quite off-putting. It's almost like dampening um, people's choice to yeah. do conscientious objection. So I wonder if um, if Doves or if Monash and Deacon, if you know whether there is that um, agreement with the university that conscientious, conscientious objection, uh, it, it's off, off, it definitely has to be something they've, they've got to allow because there's a legal right to it. But mm. do they do it in good spirit? Have you found that or do you know of, of that? I'm actually not entirely sure because um, I'm an arts, well, I'm a music student, so I work entirely in the arts. I've never yep. had to personally deal with that. Yep. But um, as far as I know, my our current president Thomas is in science, advanced research. He hasn't he hasn't so far had any complaints that I that I personally know. Yeah. Um, I think. I think they're going pretty well at the moment. Uh, as we are such a small society at the moment, we aren't really in a huge position to necessarily complain or yeah. say say that things aren't quite right yet. But hopefully in a few years, if we find that we have committee members coming and saying, I've had this experience in our classes or having um, general members come and tell us that they've had this really bad experience they want this change mm. then we once we're a larger once we're a larger committee and we have a bit more sort of we've had we've had a bit of we've had a few years to set up and yeah. be um Get and have that yeah. yeah yeah then hopefully we'll be in more of a position to be able to liaise with msa and student advocacy about uh, about conscious issues surrounding conscientious objection yeah great um at deacon i we don't act we don't have anything um anything official in place as yet there has been um some some effort recently to put something in place but um nothing has quite come about i think it really works on a case-by-case basis it depends mm. on your unit share you can you can take it directly to them and i've heard of some cases where they were happy to work around it um and in other cases they weren't happy at all so mm. now i was going to ask you do you know perhaps back in 2011 um what do you know anything about how that process went down was it mm. was it quite difficult or i i'm not actually too sure i'll look into it for you That'd be cool. um but yeah i suspect uh, a lot of students um got together mm. and did something yeah so one thing from working within uh, working at universities don't underestimate the power of the student voice. Mm. Universities mm. nowadays are very interested in making sure that students have a enjoyable and, um, and good experience at their university. So even if you have a few students who are making this, um, making this claim uh, about a particular, um, say, experiment in a class or the use of animals in certain classes, saying that that's something that they're finding um, not very good and, and a bad experience, then the university will take it seriously, especially uh, often the unit chair will be a blocker in that conversation. But if you can get above the unit chair to someone else, okay. um, it can actually be a really valuable way to um, approach the issue. Student voices are very, very important at universities nowadays. For sure. May, may not have been the, the case a couple of decades ago, cool. but they, it certainly is the case now. So if you if you can find those voices and you can, I I imagine that a large 
um, number of students who aren't even vegetarian or vegan who are doing these um, types of uses of animals would probably not find it a very good thing or a very good experience. So even having a, say, a survey in a class or something saying, was this worthwhile? Um, Was this gross or was this just not bad, not a good thing to do? That sort of evidence would go a long way, Um, especially if you have the backup with um, here's the alternatives to, uh, like you say, there's lots of good virtual reality or virtual experiences um, that you can use for those sorts of those sorts of tasks nowadays. It was actually a part of my decision-making process. Um, I'm, I'm studying environmental science. I'm just heading into my third year. Um, and so there are two streams of our course. There's environmental management and sustainability, and there's wildlife conservation biology. And I wasn't a vegan at the time when I was trying to choose between these courses, but I had a look and I knew that there would have to be dissections and things like that in the wildlife conservation biology. So that really helped me to lean towards sustainability. I thought, yeah, that's not something that I'm going to be able to handle even before I was a vegan. So I think that it, we can we can also go on something that's within their own best reach interest to be able to reach a lot more people who will, you know, still want to do that course but just not want to cut anything open. So Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's almost an economic benefit to yeah. <laughs> to um, universities, which is the other really strong motivator for yeah. universities. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Um, and the um, and the other thing, if there are students out here who are struggling with this at the moment, um, my piece of my personal piece of advice would be to fill out your student evaluation. A mm. lot of students don't think to fill it out. If you're having a bad experience, um, they do listen. Uh, staff members and higher staff members do listen to student evaluations. They do read them. They do take them into account. I've seen change in previous units. Different kinds of change happen from evaluation so if something happened that you weren't happy with do take the time to fill that out yeah mm-hmm. and and another point on that that is absolutely true Alice that's very very true um, there's a whole lot of lot of metrics and things that are built around the student evaluations and all university um, unit chairs at, at least at my university are uh, um, they need to look at those evaluations and make changes to their units based on the evaluation. So that's a really good point. And when you're doing, when you're making, so the comments are the ones that are um, more valuable than just ticking a box, I did or didn't like the unit. When you make those comments, it's good to be constructive. Don't don't just say, oh, this is shit. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but being a, having a constructive comment can go a really, really long way in um, helping unit chairs tweak their their unit to make it better for the students. Mm. Mm. So as Alice pointed to earlier, um, it's O-Week coming up very soon. And I imagine you're all very excited <laughs> and probably tired from organising things. <laughs> Definitely. But, but do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've got planned for O-Week and, um, and the coming, coming tri- uh, semester and trimester? Yeah. Yeah, um, we've got a stall all week, so I think it's not next week, but the week after from 27th of Feb. Um, So we've got a stall where people can come up. We've got show bags, we've got a raffle, we've got hoodies, we've got everything. And we'll be advertising our first few events as well. So we've got a meet and greet, we've got yoga, we've got everything. (laughs) (laughs) We've got, um, I think, the... We've got Meg Good coming down from Voiceless, mm. who's going to be um, speaking about uh, animal protection and animal law. I think she might also be going to U- University of Melbourne um, on about the 15th of March. So check that out if anyone's interested in going along to, to um, hear Meg talk. 
Um, yeah, what about you, now? What's, what's Yeah, like, up? yeah, it sounds like pretty much the same, but except mm. ours is only one day. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, it's uh, next Thursday, so come down and check us out. Um, yeah, we've got show bags for people who sign up. Great. Um, we've got uh, display boards showing um, the posters we put out around campus last year um, mm. to spread awareness of the animal agriculture industry. It's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah, we yeah. should do that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and also we've got happy photos. So yeah. um, <laughs> photos of us going to Edgar's mission as oh, an nice. excursion. So yeah, come yeah, down nice. check us out. And Alice, what are you? So your O week starting next week, is it? Yeah, tomorrow. we start. We start tomorrow. Whoa. Um, we're here. We've got a stall from eleven till three every day from Monday to Thursday, as well as our clubs and society skate, which is on the first Wednesday of semester. And each Wednesday, we actually have a barbecue going. So we've got some tofurkey sausages. So if you're coming to Monash and you want to see what they're like, come down, have a try on Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. We've also got show bags. Um, nice. And- <laughs> which will be excellent. We've also got flyers and information for people who are looking to perhaps go vegan or vegetarian. That's great. That's great. Um, And I just wanted to ask, um, can anyone get involved? Do you have to be a student to get involved in in the society? Um, We have uh, our clause says you have to be... uh, You don't have to be a student to get involved in the society, but you do have to... To be a general member and to be able to vote in committees, uh, um, in committee meetings, and to um, be on the um, to be on the top four, say, um, so president, vice president, secretary, you do have to be part of Clayson campus in particular. Yep, yep. <laughs> but um, anyone can get involved in other ways. <laughs> cool. So if someone's out in Monash and they're a local resident and they're interested in coming along to an event, and an event, they're they're allowed to do that. They're absolutely allowed. We have um, we have our first of tri-weekly dinners that are in that are in the makes, and we hold them at Whole Foods Restaurant, mm, which is on the second floor of Campus Centre. It's 100% vegetarian. Um, we take it over and cook vegan food for people, nice. and have a bit of a chat. Have a bit of a chat to sort of more. Maybe if you're a new vegan, have a chat to some of the committee members. The more experienced vegans will be able to give you some tips, yep. show you how great the food is. Awesome. Sounds good. And, and so if people are interested and they're out in Monash, where, who, where would they look for your events? Um, so if you go onto Clayton Campus and you go into the Campus Centre, go up the stairs to the second level. Um, Whole Foods Cafe is, and if you chuck a right, Yes, I think it is right. Yes, Chuck right. Um, Whole Foods Campus, uh, Whole Foods Cafe is um, up there on the second level. There's a balcony. You can sort of see it from the campus. Cool. And what about Doves? What's Doves? Yeah, rules? we have much the same policy. Anyone's welcome. Um, yeah, I think to be in the committee, you do have to be students. But we've got students, staff. We've got people that aren't associated with uni at all that come to some of our events. Um, so yeah, anyone's welcome. And how would they find out about events and things like that? Uh, we post everything on our Facebook page. We also share it around. We've got um, a lot of vegan communities ac- attached to our members, so we're always sharing around there. And Great. yeah, awesome. And no, yep. Uh, same with our society. Um, 
if you want to become a member, you have to be a student or staff. But to come to our events, you don't have to even come to the, I mean, be attending the university. Um, we've actually got um, Joanne MacArthur, who's a amazing photographer and animal activist, that's coming to talk at our uni. So everyone's like everyone's welcome. So please come along to that. That's great. And how would we find out about that, Joanne? Joanne. So she did Joanne a, MacArthur. Yeah, she was that the. Did she do the um, ghosts in our Yes, yeah. yeah, a fantastic yeah. documentary, very um, emotive. Uh, so she's coming to talk. And how would you find out about that if you're interested in going along? Yeah, so um, you can join our group on Facebook, um, University of Melbourne Animal Protection Society, yep. or jump on our website, um, umapsociety.org, and jump on our mailing list, and we um, mail our events every time we have an event. Fantastic. Um, okay, I think we'll go to one quick song before we wrap up the show. And this song is by Dana Lyons, and it's called Cows With Guns. Fat and docile, big and dumb. They look so stupid, they aren't much fun. Cows aren't fun. And that was Dana Lyons with Cows With Guns. And hopefully those cows can win with the help of chickens in choppers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll just uh, wrap up now. And thank you very much for joining us, guys. It's been really good to thank chat you about having us. Having us. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's been great. And I think that hopefully um, people have gotten some ideas if they're at other universities, start a, start a vegan society, start an animal protection society. Um, there's a lot that you can do at campuses. And I've just got a couple of uh, community announcements, or one at least. Uh, gathering, there's a gathering for the forest for the Great Forest National Park on February 2017, um, Tuesday, 21st of Feb, uh, from six to seven. So that's this Tuesday, I believe. Yep. And that's at the Steps of Parliament in Spring Street in Melbourne. Um, and to find out more, you can check out that through the Wilderness Society at wilderness.org. .au. And that's all about trying to create a great national park in um, northeast Victoria to protect some very endangered possums. So definitely one to get down to and help out with. So um, if you want to get in contact with Freedom of Species, um, feel free to get in, in touch through info at freedomofspecies.org or through the Facebook page or Twitter. Um, again, thank you to our guests for making this a really great show and successful show. And up next, you'll have the pleasure of listening in to Encyclodelia. All the best, guys. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.